It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love 40s. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 636 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, January the 8th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network where we have team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got all 32 NFL teams covered as well. So if your team has just made a coaching change or if they're still in the playoffs or they just got eliminated from the playoffs, please make sure you are subscribing, rating, reviewing, and listening to the shows that uh, are covering the teams that you like. Go and do that. It's much appreciated, as always. Uh, also, we've got the NHL, MLB, College Networks, uh, with College Hoops starting up in sort of full force here now that college football is just about gone. Uh, no shortage of stuff for you to check out on the network. Uh, all right, on today's show... We're kind of digging into the vault a little bit, so you may or may not have known that I had a Patreon page once, and I still have it, it's still there in case I ever decide I want to go back to it, but I haven't posted anything there in a long time. I had posted about 11 premium episodes of the podcast, sort of a new podcast, it wasn't under the Locked On umbrella, it was called Primo's Pasta and Ross, and we did sort of historical deep dives on a lot of weird topics in Raptors history, and it was a lot of fun. And because I'm not posting to the Patreon page anymore, I figured it'd be a good idea for me to start dropping some of the episodes that we did on the Patreon page last year. They were a lot of fun, and I just, people should get to listen to them because there, there's no sense in me hiding them behind a paywall I'm not using anymore. So I'm going to start doing that over the next little while here as the Raptors continue on here. It won't get in the way of regular game coverage or anything like that. It'll mostly just be on off days or days where my schedule kind of prohibits me from doing a podcast. So keep an eye out for these over the next little while here. We've got probably half a dozen episodes that I'm going to re-release out for public consumption that only about a dozen people have heard, if that. So if you've heard them before, sorry that you're hearing them again. But most people, by and large, have not heard these. And so I hope you enjoy them. Keep in mind, these all took place before the Raptors won the title. This was like in the dregs of winter last season when I did most of these. A lot of them don't have anything to do with title aspirations or anything like that. A lot of it is very much tied to uh, the the doldrums of the Raptors era and sort of the, the more quirky and fun things that went down while the team sucked shit. So... That'll be a lot of fun, and on today's episode, we're going to kick things off with a discussion of the Raptor 
with our friend Katie Heindel. Uh, Katie came on last year in the winter, and we talked all things Raptor, from the different iterations of the Raptor to his Achilles tear to the usage of him within the team and whether it's changed over the years since the Achilles tear. Is he in decline? I don't know. There's lots to talk about here. And I figured with the inflatable Raptor making, I think it's season debut last night, or at least one of its uh, first appearances of the season last night against the Blazers, I thought this was a perfect time to re-release this episode where Katie and I go deep on the Raptor. I hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun to record at the time, if I recall. And uh, I don't know why it wouldn't still be good, because the Raptor is evergreen, obviously. So we'll get to that now. Myself, Katie Heindel, we're going to talk about the Raptor. And I'm probably going to cut this up into two parts, because it's an hour long, and why not milk it for all it's worth. So here's part one, part two, probably sometime next week or sometime later this week, depending on the uh, the busyness of the schedule and stuff like that. So keep an eye out. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Raptors. And again, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Listen to Katie uh, on this podcast once a week and also subscribe to Basketball Feelings and all that good stuff that Katie's got going. She's doing great work for Uprox as well. So make sure you're reading Katie. And uh, yeah, let's get to it now. We discussed the Raptor in depth here's part one of two and uh keep an eye out for part two in the very near future thanks so much and enjoy this special edition of primo's pasta and ross turned locked on raptors hey guys it's walker mail host of the locked on hornets podcast and being around sports media and a fan of the hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We're going to talk about the Raptor, baby. It's uh, obviously, for a large part of the history, has been one of the best players in Raptors history. Um, one of the best dunkers, one of the best athletes on the team. You know, he's been a, an indelible part of the team for 24 years. And we probably don't talk about him enough. I think he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit as the Raptors have gotten good. And the need for hijinks and uh, in-game laughs and I guess sort of a distraction from the bad product on the court is not so much at top of mind, but we're going to go all the way through it, starting with, you know, the the very beginning, the hatching at the very first game. We'll go all the way through um, just sort of the, the aughts and just sort of his role within the team. We'll talk about all the different iterations of the Raptor as well, the gif that everyone knows as well from the inflatable Raptor. All that stuff is coming up today. But Katie, I guess let's start with your just feelings about the Raptor like are you a fan of the Raptor do you have a favorite iteration of the Raptor that you wish would be busted out more often at games like just sort of how what has your relationship been with the Raptor well like everyone who who grew up with the team uh I I have a really special place in my heart for the Raptor and I think you you neglected to mention of all those things he's been for the team he's probably also been the most consistently talented yep. member of the team <laughs> or just straight up consistent in general yep. um, he's just like he's a great he's a great I don't think of him as a mascot right. I feel like the Raptor itself is like 
that's the iteration that we talk about. We don't say, oh, the Toronto mascot, you know, it's like the Raptor. Yeah. And everybody knows what that means. Um, I, I think he's wildly important. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. He's a delight. He is also, oddly enough, one of the things before, I guess, the Raptors got good and relevant, one of the things that people knew about Toronto and like, it wasn't like a mystery, right? It was like, oh, the Raptor, yeah, he's awesome. He's the best mascot in the, in the league by far. It's like him and Son's gorilla, and there's not really any other contenders. So That's an evil mascot. It is. And most of the other mascots are evil because the Raptor is such a bastion of light and good, but um, it just, they can't possibly not be evil in comparison to him. So do you remember when it was hatched? Do you remember the beginning of this? Do you like have any recollection of like the opening ceremony when they when they brought him out? No, but they did. It was like a hatching, right? Yeah. Uh, so I have the video. I have the video up here. It, they, it's when Which they're doing. Is yeah, that's <laughs> when they're doing the starting lineups uh, back in two thousand or nineteen ninety five, ninety six. Got Leo Routens and Rod Black looking nineties as hell right on the screen, and they tee it up and they bring him out. Eric, maybe I can play this. I'm not sure how well it'll translate to the podcast because a lot of it's just like noise. But here we go. Here's uh, the Raptor being unveiled. All right, let's get ready to raise the curtain here in Toronto, the home opener, and let's join PA announcer Herbie Kuhn. People don't seem to know what's going on. There are dudes in like toga skirts carrying this like big uh, throne type thing with the egg on it. (laughs) And then he just hatches out. And there he is. And the raptor is there. And that is the birth of the raptor. He's just like doing stuff. He's dancing around. Uh, and he's full size. Right? Yeah, he's full size. <laughs> I think they missed the opportunity. If they were really going to lean into the Jurassic Park thing, they really should have done like a video. You know, in Jurassic Park when the raptor's hatching in the in the laboratory, and uh-huh. like John Hammond's like, "Come on, girl, come on, little one, come on," and he like picks a little piece of egg off of its head. They should have done some sort of skit like that. Maybe I don't paid... think they had. They were like, no one was really doing skits at that time, you know. That's fair. They should have paid Richard Attenborough to, to do this and be part if of. If they it. ever if... do like a retrospective, which I'm sure they will, if like, God forbid, but also he's got to retire at some point. Yeah, that's they should do. They should do something like that. <laughs> Richard Attenborough was right there. I don't think he was doing anything else. He was filming, I guess, the second Jurassic Park at this time. Like, they should have leaned into it more, is what I'm saying. The toga skirt, oh, yeah. like the oiled up toga skirt dudes, who look like the, uh, like the bobsledder from from I guess Tonga is the guy is the in the Olympics. Have you seen that guy, the oiled up dude? Yeah. They just have four yeah. of those guys carrying the, the raptor out, which is great. Also, how tanned t- is Leo at that time? Oh, good question. Uh, it's a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so Leo is, uh, he's looking pretty tan, I suppose. Like, it's early in the season. He's just come off the summer. He looks skinny as hell. Um, not quite built the way he is now. Rod Black has a, just a bushy top with just the mustache, which I guess is still Rod Black's look today. I don't I don't even know what Rod Black looks like. He's just an amorphous blob to me. But people talk about, like, Dwayne Casey, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry being, like, the core of the team. It's Herbie the Raptor and Leo Routens if we're talking about day one employees who are the real oh my God. backbone of the franchise. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have, like, a favorite skit that you remember from the Raptor? Um, 
I like all the I like all the ones that they film offsite because they're yeah. always no matter like how much budget you assume they have and probably how much lead out time they all seem so rushed <laughs> and like just at some some anyone's house that they could find you know they're like probably the guy who's filming it they're like oh shit we need like a location <laughs> uh, but they don't there's like no there's like no like work or, or like not that they need to do depth like in depth scouting but there's really no you know they don't really prepare for it at all and it's just it always so budget looking but uh that's what makes it so great i think there was a, a valentine's one oh. i think i'm remembering and it's like he, they like the raptor it's, it's always also incredibly creepy <laughs> when it's he's like anthropomorphized into just a man but it's like the raptor and i guess his valentine's date um they go out for dinner and they like end up like back at someone's house like exchanging gifts and i i think it's like the the, the woman puts on her like comfortable clothes or something and it's like whatever team they're playing on valentine's day that year um and then he like thereafter like kind of aggressively flips out and i think like i don't know like smacks something out of her hand i want to say like puts a cake in her face but i don't know i don't know if i'm just imagining that or if there would be a valentine's cake um and then like storms out of the house I'm, I'm looking right now at a uh, different Valentine's sketch. I just sent it to you with the DM here. Uh, I'm watching it on mute because I didn't know how much sound there would be. So it begins with him <laughs> in the bathtub. And it's also a Valentine's Day thing. He gets he's in a robe, he's in the bathtub, he's getting ready for his date. I think he realizes he, he's late. And he's late and decides that a bath is oh, the fastest way to get clean. Yeah. <laughs> the bath is definitely the fastest way to get clean. He stands up out of the tub. They have a little bleep out on his uh, raptor dong, which is uh, tasteful. He's shaving his face with shaving cream on the raptor costume. <laughs> Fact, raptors don't actually have hair follicles. Um, yeah, he's ironing. He's ironing his tail. <laughs> Just a little, like... I think the thing about the raptor is, like, the nuances. Like, the tiny little extra gags he puts in. That, like, on top of whatever the the main skit is trying to be like he always does these little tiny like just like physical comedy things with his own physique i guess or with like people around him that are great now he's pulling up to the house he's got a top hat on and a tuxedo he just thinks about <laughs> jessica alba and he smiles <laughs> like if you if you saw this man as a real man walking around in real life you'd be like this is a terror or like yeah. this is a true like an mra like the, the way that he's dressed Armstrong <laughs> answers the door with a wink on his <laughs> so i wonder if they went to jack armstrong's house for this um, maybe in in lewiston maybe they might have gone down there oh my god that's so good that's delightful Oh, Terrence Ross is in this picture. That's good, too. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Terrence Ross for owning the Wizards last night. That's fun. Anyway, yeah, the skits are always very good, and I like the the, the, the sort of prop comedy that comes with it. And I, it's just, yeah. The, the thing that is amazing to me, and I think uh, Zach Lowe pointed this out when he wrote his big tribute piece the year the, the Raptor tore his Achilles, which we'll get into in depth, he talked about how the Raptor, like, writes, directs, and sort of, and obviously performs in all of his skits and comes up with all the concepts. And so he's kind of putting himself out there, and it's like, if it falls flat, it's totally on him. It's not like someone wrote it up for him. Like, it's all him, which I think is uh, pretty admirable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, a creative genius as well as a physical. 
<laughs> a physical marvel, really. Um, but we'll get into the maybe the downcline physically at the end of the podcast. No. Yeah, it's a little bit sad. Anyway, let's end on a higher note. Let's go into that and then seek into something else. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. We gotta go chronologically here. I want to get to the uh. the different iterations if we can. All right. So there's the inflatable raptor, which I think yeah, is you, maybe. Do you ask me what my favorite one was? Yeah. What's your favorite but of all the iterations? I want to see you name them all, and then I want to see if you get if you get my favorite one. Okay. There's inflatable raptor, which I think is probably the most famous one, the one that like eats people. A cheerleader, uh-huh. a security guard, something along that line. Uh, there's giant inflatable raptor, which is like uh-huh. 11 feet tall. That one is amazing. I-, I think I took a picture one time. It was the Raptors were playing the Pistons. I was at the game, and they brought the invisible ra- the, the the giant inflatable raptor out, and I made some sort of Boban joke. That was nice. It was good for the content. Um, <laughs> there's Stilts Raptor, which I don't really recall that much, but you mentioned him, and I found one picture of. Uh, there's the regular raptor, obviously, and there's all the mini raptors too. Which I think came around in that 2013-14 season when they were really trying to fill in for the void that the Raptor himself had left by being injured. And that's also when we got Stripes as well, who is now the Raptors 905 mascot. Am I missing any in there? No, you got them all, but you raise a good point. Uh, my favorite one is the stilts. Because it was clearly such a product of desperation and just like, what can, what else can we do? Like, it's not the same without the raptor. We need to make all these wacky, like the, whatever the raptor budget was that year. Maybe because they weren't paying the raptor. They, it freed up all this money to create all these like little hellspawn demon raptors. Um, and that one was my favorite. And I think I only saw it twice. Never out of that season. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, it was insane. Like, it didn't make any sense. And it couldn't do anything because it was constructed so poorly. Yeah. And, like, whoever was in there was probably like, this is really dangerous. Like, I'm just going to walk around in a circle. And then I immediately have to leave the court. And there were so many escorts and, like, spotters. It was just, like, really awkward um, and uncomfortable to watch. But I also love, and this one's still around, and I'm glad they kept this one around. Because I think this was still out of that same year yeah. um the giant inflatable raptor yeah it's really who cool. i refer to as my friend as in my, my friend is here <laughs> when he's at the games yeah i haven't seen him this year so far i've only been to two games this year so maybe I, i'm dismissing him but he's been there i haven't been at the game he's at but i've definitely seen pics okay well that's that's reconnaissance from people yeah looking out for me you have a google alert for giant inflatable raptor no, it comes right to my phone. I have great friends and uh, uh, informers. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You bring up an interesting point. Uh, you don't think the Raptor was being paid the season he was injured? 
No, he probably was. Yeah, like, I he's wonder what his on, like just like like long term disability, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. He's probably you... being paid, but then again, like you're just long term disability. I don't think anyone has that. It's yeah. like your actual salary, and I, I don't know how his salary works. Like he probably has a salary, but does he get bonuses? Does he does he get more per appearance? He gets bonuses for every half court shot he makes behind his back. Potentially, I could <laughs> see it. I I saw him hit one of those before. It was more impressive than anything I've ever seen a rapper do on the court. Oh. <laughs> First try behind the back, half court shot. It was insane. While wearing the like dinosaur mittens, which I guess is what oh, I'm calling the gloves. Yeah, that, over his hands. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Do you think the mini raptors are the little ballas? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've wondered since I saw them. Like that's just part of the job description when you get hired as a little balla. Maybe, or maybe they like take their like not so talented little ballas, you know, and uh, stick them in a raptor suit. Or they just like steal four or five of whatever kids' team is there to play at halftime. Steal them? Yeah, it's like, hey, come meet some, come meet the raptor guys, and then they just throw suits on them and like, all right, this is your job, dance, dance minions, and then eventually they let them go back to their people, but. Because they don't really dance. They just kind of fall around. Yeah, they just, like, look at their dad <laughs> longingly, yeah. I suppose. Crying uh, in the suit. <laughs> I wonder what the salary for the raptor is. This is a fascinating question to me that I'm going to think about too much now. And, like, I wonder how his salary is compared to the rest of the mascots in the league. Because he's widely regarded as one of the best. He's obviously one of the longest serving as well. Like, mm-hmm. you'd have to think he's making pretty good money for that gig. And I wonder if there's, like, ever, like other teams trying to poach the the performer inside the raptor suit for their team like maybe the sure. the pacers maybe they're not so happy with boomer and they want boomer to be jacked up and they then they try to like throw a restricted free agent offer sheet at the raptor to try to bring him to indiana I, I, what do you think about this i think he's probably fairly well compensated yeah. i mean he's been with the team since the beginning um, I feel like he's got a pretty good deal, and I don't know why he would leave. Like he's gonna be when he retires. Oh, I guess we're jumping ahead, but like that's kind of a he's like a legacy performer, right? Yeah. So I could understand the appeal of not wanting to leave and go somewhere else. Also, every other mascot's pretty shitty. Yeah. Except for I like Bango a lot. Bango's but, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bango's good. Um, Fuck Bernie. Bernie is trash. The heat mask. Which one? Oh, yeah. Like the weird, yeah. like, compressed face parrot? The worst. <laughs> you never even really see see him out there. Like, I think compared to other mascots, I mean, that's a good point. Like, they're not always, they're kind of around, but yeah. they're not necessarily involved in the games. Or there are some games where you just, like, straight up don't see them. I think they're I think mostly, like, like, hugging kids. That's kind of the thing, right? They're just, like, they're messing around yeah. with kids. Yeah. I'm thinking of other games I've, I've been to. Like, I didn't see, what's his name, um, the horse... Hooper, when I went to go see the Pistons, right. like, a couple of years ago, I don't think I saw... Who's the Knicks mascot? I don't know if the Knicks have a mascot. Like a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's Matt LeBlanc. Or, like, a big rat. Yeah, it's the guy who <laughs> played Joey on Friends, because he's got it's nothing. Pizza. Yeah. It's pizza rat. Pizza <laughs> rat! <laughs> Um, I'm looking up list of NBA mascots on Wikipedia. Anyway, I never saw like any performer there. So uh, the Knicks yeah, do not have like, a mascot. They don't. Oh wait, yeah, they have none. They're I think the only team that doesn't have one. 
Whoa. The Warriors don't what? either, actually. The Warriors had one, but the Warriors Didn't mascot. They have the man? Yeah, it was like their old logo, but its name was Thunder. And then when the oh. OKC moved to Oklahoma City, they were like, oh, this is weird. We can't do this anymore. And they retired Thunder and didn't get a new mascot. Huh. Now their new mascot, I guess their mascot was JaVale McGee for a couple of years, but he's gone now. Oh. <laughs> also, the Nets don't um, have one after. Remember when the Brooklyn Knight was a thing for like a year and yeah. it was terrible? Yeah. He was terrifying. <laughs> it. He or it. I don't know. Uh, it was That was a scary one. If there's one thing I wish the Raptor had like if there was an iteration i wish there was like scary raptor like an evil one yeah because like i do really really enjoy king cake baby he's my favorite mascot (laughs) that's not the raptor in the entire league and also pre-surgery pierre the pelican was also fantastic first first evil pierre yeah just like a demonic looking mascot i think is really good i think it's uh it's a good gag gritty's fantastic so i I just wish there was like not evil yeah, he is like a extreme. Gritty's just chaos. He's like, an extreme leftist, apparently. He's as he's, an idea. He's a face of the yeah. left at this point. Um, <laughs> but no, I think um, with like the raptor, I don't know what they would do for like a demonic raptor. Maybe they just like try to co-opt what the, what they look like in Jurassic Park. Although I, I think that would just look too sleek and not intentionally terrifying. You know what I mean? Like I, I think they got to try to get like a like a diseased raptor or something like that. No, I think they just need to make it like more of a crimson, like a blood red, and then give it some spikes on its head. Yeah. Um, maybe some longer claws. I I feel like I would be really good at this job, like <laughs> vil- making the vilified version of mascots. Because <laughs> um, I can see it. I can picture it. Maybe I'll draw it, and it could be an accompaniment to this uh, podcast. Like evil Benny the Bull, Billy the Bull. He just is, yeah. yeah, I'm here for all I feel like his name would be Bobby. Bobby the Bull? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, where were we? The salary, yeah. I, I bet he probably oh, makes yeah. like... He's, he's, he's definitely well. making six figures, I would think. He's doing well, and he yeah. doesn't want to leave because he, he'll be the longest standing raptor. Yeah. I mean, he, he already... I mean, I guess he's trying to outlive Leo and Herbie, which... I think Leo's gonna live till he's 180, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's just with a deeper and deeper tan every year. <laughs> it becomes um, more and more calcified by the sun. <laughs> oh, Leo, uh, love you, buddy. Um, do you think after the Achilles injury, the Raptors gave Ra- the Raptor like a like a legacy contract akin to the Kobe Kobe Bryant deal, and now they're just like paying him i guess they don't have a cap and this is why you use your extra resources as a wealthy franchise owned by corporate ghouls uh to to just use to to pay money spend money outside of the salary cap so maybe they're okay paying 28 million dollars a year or whatever for the raptor services but i wonder if if there's like you think there's albatross contracts among mascots and is the raptor one of them at this point no and i think i think well, maybe. No, I think most mascots... I, one, I'm interested to know if there's a union. Uh, and two... <laughs> seriously, there must be some kind of performer's union, but maybe specific to mascots. Yeah. Um, maybe it's under the same like group of people who... Uh, as the players' union, maybe. No, I was going to say like the the people who were striking during the X. Like, that was a no, he's thing, not it? a carny. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, also, that was rude of me. Ride worker. 
not like I don't think he falls under those kind. That's like not his, his job description. Yeah. Um, no, I think probably because he did very like he came back really fast and like pretty strong. Yeah. I don't know. If, I didn't notice necessarily immediately after the injury mm-hmm. any kind of lag or slow in, in the, his performing skills. Yeah, after the injury, there's actually a video um, of him returning from his injury here. Uh, they're, they're showing him, it's like one of those like montages where he's running, and then I, he walks out of a house. I think it's the same house that he picked up Jack Armstrong at, so maybe this is just the Raptors house. I think it might this. be. Yeah, so uh, I can't see the address on it. I don't know the house number, but we'll, we'll stalk the Raptor later. But they bring him out to this like weird throne thing, and they bring him up, and they, they unveil him. It looks like there's something going to be, like, I'm going to send you the link to this. It's a strange video as well. But then he, like, instantly comes out. The mini raptors are, like, gawking at him, like, longingly, like, hell, oh, hey, here he is. He's, he's back. Stripes is there, like, oh, shit, I'm out of a job. i got to go work in the G League now. And five and a half months after his Achilles tear, the raptor is doing a handstand. And I guess that's not using his Achilles, but he has to land. And I, I find that to be quite impressive. So... Yeah, the the fact that he came back is impressive nonetheless. I mean, that's an injury that has derailed careers. Look at Wes Matthews. <laughs> like, he could have been Wes Matthews. Instead, he got back into the swing of things. But let's, okay, we can get into this then because I do kind of have this opinion that over the last five years or so, as the Raptors have gotten better and I think as the Raptors have tried to become more cool, I guess would be the way that I would describe what the Raptors have tried to do with like Drake and all this stuff and the OVO jerseys and the We the North campaign. I think they've been trying to become more cool and I fear that the mascot, that the Raptor has been kind of pushed to the back burner a little bit. I think the skits aren't quite as common anymore. The in-game performance stuff, like his biggest role in-game now is to like carry the large flag with Kyle Lowry's face on it whenever he hits a three across the baseline. Um, or not the baseline, I guess it's on the bottom of your screen when you're watching on TV. Like, that's kind of his role now. He's just in that spot, ready to carry that flag. And I, I think he's kind of doing the Vince thing where he's not really dunking anymore. We're not seeing that all that often. Obviously, he's still doing the stuff where he's on the court and he's doing the half-court shots and whatnot, but we're not seeing the trampoline dunks. And I worry the Achilles, and just mixed with the sort of the transition of the Raptors from being a team that needs a very fun, outgoing mascot to kind of provide light to the darkness... I do worry that maybe he's being phased out a little bit, but how do you view the last few years of the Raptors' usage? Well, I disagree with in terms of, like, I think there's room for both things. Like, if they want to be cool, we all know the first I like how we both say cool, cool, by the cool. way. Pardon? I like how we both say cool, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, as an idea, I feel you need to really enunciate it. Yeah. But I think the first thing that makes someone not cool is when you think too much about it. Um, right. And you're trying too hard to be cool. So I would argue that the minute they're like, we can't, we can't have these wacky skits. Yeah. We can't have like we want to be the. Is like, is that why the Knicks don't have one? Is that why like Golden State's act absolutely not cool? Yeah. They could use a mascot. Yeah. To be a little bit more like you know wacky, down to earth, yeah. relatable. Um, so no, I think I think we could still be cool and appeal to this like different demographic with Drake and OVO and. I don't know, like different kinds of jerseys and like clothes, which is only that only appeals to one kind of demographic anyway. You know, there's still like you want to appeal to the younger fan base. You want to appeal to people who are now having kids and like bringing them to games. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to alienate that because like from a business perspective, that's your audience going forward. Are are, are the 
the firefighter's coming because my take is too hot? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> is everything okay fine. in your neighborhood? Everything good? Everything's fine, but there do, there do seem to be a lot of uh, sirens. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully they're not after me. Hopefully everything's okay in uh, your part of town. You're the East End, right? Yeah, but I'm right now at my studio. I'll just br- briefly describe my settings. The owners of my ceramic studio have built like a yurt outside. Okay. And they've put like, they just did it for fun. And they put up, it's like plastic wrap. So the sun is coming in and there's all these chairs with like blankets. And I'm like sitting in one in the sun. I'm right. outside, but like not outside. I'm right. very comfortable. It sounds delightful. Hence, um, but that's why all the sirens sounded quite loud. Okay. That makes sense. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, we should probably talk about the GIF, which everybody knows at this point. It's one of the most famous NBA Twitter GIFs. Of the GIF that keeps on giving. The GIF that keeps on giving, um, actually, if uh, we're being technical about it. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so we all know the GIF, the inflatable raptor rollerblading down the stairs behind the basket loses his footing and falls and sort of deflates in sort of the paint area after this uh, pretty her- courageous attempt at going down the stairs on rollerblades in an inflatable costume with a 50-pound air blower attached to the costume. It's pretty insane. So how do you view this gift? Do you view it as like an, uh, an embarrassment upon the Raptors? Do you think it's a good thing that this exists? Do you think it's a, you know something of value the Raptors have given to the world? Yeah, I think it's like has great cultural value because I think it people go to that GIF all the time for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's like a song that you love and you can listen to when you're sad or happy or triumphant. I feel like the GIF is like that. Mm-hmm. I think people um, only really look at it as like a negative. Like I think like there's always a lot of negative connotations. Whenever the Raptors lose a game, they'll use that GIF. And it's like, oh yeah, look at them, they're falling on their face again. But I do think... But it's so funny! It you is! You can't laugh at yourself. How, what can you laugh at in this world? Oh yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. I, I, I also think like the the entirety of the GIF, including the 50-step uh, rollerblade trip that he went on before, like I do think it kind of sums up maybe the DeMar DeRozan era of the Raptors better than anything, in that they were really trying to do something special. They were really trying and maybe they, they didn't quite have chances. yeah they were trying to take ch- ch- chances they were trying to accomplish something that never had been done before i don't know if anyone's ever rollerbladed downstairs in a inflatable raptor costume before or inflatable costume of any sort before and the raptors were trying to do something different they were trying to do something that had never before been seen and the amount of risk involved with it the amount that they were laying themselves on the line it was always going to open them up to potentially falling flat on their face and i don't think Falling on your face after doing that really is all that embarrassing, whether it's falling on your face into the paint as a inflatable raptor or falling on your face in the playoffs against LeBron James. I do think there's kind of a, a parallel between the Raptors' journey on this in this GIF and the Raptors' journey as a team over the last five years or so. I think it's more embarrassing to not be willing to fall on your face. Yeah. It's, it's a tanking of- move not to do that. <laughs> your dreams get overall when think about it as we really are (laughs) (laughs) you just cut out there a little bit but i think we're okay i think we're back on track um yeah the gif is good that the raptors provided it is a good thing and uh, i hope it lasts forever it's outstanding
All right, so that's going to do it for part one of this two-part episode with myself and Katie Heindel from last year on the Patreon, breaking down the Raptor and his long and storied history. Part two, probably going to come out on Monday, maybe Friday. I got to figure out the schedule here as I have a few things in the works for recording this week, so keep an eye out. But uh, part two will be coming very soon, as will the remainder of the historical lookbacks that we did last year on the Primo's Pasta and Ross Patreon page that is now defunct or still in existence but sort of dormant and probably never going to be undormant so keep an eye out for those coming up as well thank you so much for listening please subscribe rate review itunes stitcher spotify google play wherever it is you get your podcast to locked on raptors and all the other locked on podcast offerings very much appreciated when you take the small amount of time it requires to do that and uh, we'll be back again on thursday where we'll talk quickly about the charlotte hornets game that i imagine is not going to have a ton of great storylines coming out of it and the crux of tomorrow's show will be a check-in on the Eastern Conference with our pal Chris Manning. Of course, going back to the days where the Raptors and Cavs played each other a lot. We used to talk about the Eastern Conference and the status all the time, and now we're going to chat again like old times, except the Cavs are really, really bad now. But it's still fun because Chris is great, and I look forward to that one, so stay tuned for that. On Thursday, Friday, we have a mailbag with Katie Heindel coming out, and then probably, like I said, Monday or Tuesday next week, part two of the Raptor episode. So thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 